This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When they are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Charlie Smith coming to you from Providence, Rhode Island. You can find me on Twitter at Smith underscore MLB. If you would like to interact with our podcast for the Bastards of Boston Baseball, you can find us on Twitter as well at bastards underscore boston this has been one of the most brutal series i think any of us have ever had the chance to watch listen to experience cry yell be angry at jason mentioned on the last show 40 runs allowed only 10 runs scored not gonna get it done joining me tonight we do have jason kelly coming to us from Canton, Massachusetts, by way of Westwood, Mass. How are you, sir? Oh, I've been better. I've been better, yeah. Team is in free fall, and everyone's hurt. Everyone's on the IL, and one of our owners thinks we're all a bunch of racist clowns. And and the fan base seemingly is just okay with having a losing season, and everyone's telling me to be patient and see you in 2025, which just makes my blood boil every time I hear it. But other than that, I'm great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, thank you for that, Jason. Uh, also joining us tonight, coming off of the bench, we have Nick Face making his first appearance for Totally Legit or Calling the Cops for the Bastards of Boston Baseball Podcast. Nick is coming to us from Reading, Massachusetts. And... Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about you and share where fans can find you as well. So everybody, uh, it's great to be here, excited and everything. Um, my Twitter is facethefacts15. That's where you can find me and all my lovely takes. Um, I, uh, another thing that we I do as well, um, I got into broadcasting um, when I was uh, in high school. So I started my own talk show where we've had um, all kinds of local you know, sports uh, athletes and coaches and teachers and friends come on and talk sports. Started that in way back in 2006. And uh, it ended up growing into uh, my own sports organization. So I do a bunch of uh, summer camps and summer programs and after school programs all over the North Shore and this general area here in Reading. Um, and that is called Sports Zone 101. And you can follow that too at Sports Zone 101 um, on Twitter as well, too. So pleasure to be here. Glad, uh, glad, uh, glad to uh, talk sports and everything with you guys. Thank you and, and welcome. Uh, Jason, I don't know if you mentioned your Twitter handle. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at color of the iris. Um, you'll see my, my top tweet on there is that I pronounced the 2022 Red Sox dead today. So, uh, <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah. That's, yes. Color of the iris. And that's color the Australian way. C O L O U R or the British way, depending on where you are across the, uh, the globe. So, right. uh, totally legit or calling the cops jason we're gonna give you the first shot at it coming out of the one hole the red Sox will struggle to play 400 the rest of the way that's only good enough to be 27 and 39 for the remainder of the season is that totally legit or are you calling the cops Oof. so 400 playing 400 but to struggle to play 400 that's really bad um but then again, you look at all the people that are on the IL, you look at their remaining schedule, you know that other teams in the American League, not yours, but other teams in the American League are going to add at the trade deadline and they're going to get even stronger. So your competition's about to get tougher. You're missing a lot of guys on the IL. We don't know if anyone's going to be sold at this deadline by High and Bloom either. I'm going to say totally legit. I think they will struggle in the second half. And I, I think that they're, they could potentially be in for a real free fall here in the next couple of months, depending on what happens around the deadline. So yeah, I'm saying totally legit. I'm going totally legit at this right now too. I mean, how can you not after what we're seeing as the product on the baseball field folks? I mean, it could be worse to tell you the truth. You know, seeing what you see right now, you have no Devers. Chris Sale, I'm, I hope he makes it back, truthfully. You're going to have to wrap him in bubble wrap or something. Um, you got no first baseman, really. You got Trevor Story. What's Who knows when he's coming back. Um, center field, I mean, if they want to catch the ball, you don't really have an option that's out there right now. So, you know, I'm going totally legit on this as well, too. I mean, again, the bullpen – no, really nothing stable out there besides Whitlock or Hulk. So yeah, totally legit on that one too. I'm going to go with Jason. So I think it's going to be an easily totally legit sweep across the board. I told Terry this multiple times. I struggle to say the word totally legit. We still have a plethora of games in the 66 that remain against our AL East opponents. We have a three-game series against the Yankees at home, two-game at Baltimore away, followed by one at home, three against Toronto at home, three against Tampa Bay at home, and then we have some road ones at Tampa Bay, a two-set at uh, Fenway for the Yankees, four away in New York, three away at Toronto again. That's not going to be pretty. And then we also have seven games against Baltimore, and Tampa Bay. Our last 14 games are against AL East opponents, a division that we have struggled against. We have to go 27 and 39 just to be uh, at 409. There's a very good chance that we're going to be well below that if the complete wheels fall off. We could win 22 out of the last 66. We'd be playing 333. Do I think we're going to play at least 300? Yes. 400? Absolutely going to be a struggle. So this is totally legit, and it pains me to say it because 
just a couple of weeks ago, the Red Sox were on pace to get 94 wins. And now we are currently on pace to get 81, as evidenced by our 48 and 48 record, which is just terrible. It's just terrible. Um, anything that either one of you gentlemen want to add to that one? No, no, I think we covered that pretty well. Excellent. I, just, I don't think we emphasized enough when July was going to hit this team. I really don't. I think there was a lot of, oh, look how great we're doing. May's here, June. Oh, everything's wonderful. We didn't look at when the Yankees came, Tampa came, and the Blue Jays hard enough. And I think that rat right there, that was your season. And by doing what you've done, you know, this month alone, how can you be a believer in this team when they're what? 0-8 in these series wins right now with stuff? So I, I, I have a lot of, I have a hard time believing right now. We do have, um, you know, Terry, uh, Job, and I at one point were working together uh, before they we switched around. We did kind of like an, an audible and switched hosts up um, for the weekend show and the um, during the week show, midweek show. We did talk about and Terry had Terry and I had emphasized the fact that we were going to have some really tough series. And the end of the first half, fourteen games against Tampa Bay and New York. We lost each series, one and two. We split the Yankee series two to two, but we didn't win it. We got swept by Tampa Bay, and then we got destroyed by the Yankees, winning just one game out of those three, and that was dumb luck. So this team was already not looking great. You almost wish that the All-Star break was about two weeks long just to give this team an opportunity to at least look relevant. But this we knew um, earlier this year, I wasn't feeling warm and fuzzy about this, not with some of the games and, and teams that were starting to heat up. Um, Jason, I don't remember if you were one of the Mariners calls or if that was Job and Andrew that said Mariners are going to be one of the hot teams. So it was a Andrew and, and Job that said that, but all three of us, we said the Mariners were going to be in that mix and, and we were able to take two out of three against Seattle in June. So that made me feel really good. The month before, we swept Seattle. So it was like this false level of comfort and this like false impression that we had it working. We were doing well against teams that weren't good, but we were doing average against the good teams. Now we're struggling against bad teams, and we're getting demolished by the really good teams. So things have dramatically changed from April, May to June and July. Uh, our next topic on totally legit or calling the cops. I got it right that time. I didn't stutter on the word. Xander Bogarts will waive his 10 to 5 rights and approve a trade to another team. Jason, is that totally legit or are you calling the cops? Oh, I'm calling the cops. Um, I think Xander Bogarts wants to be here. I really actually do. Unlike Mookie Betts, see, I always felt like Mookie Betts just wanted out, especially all the reports that came out afterwards that the Red Sox pretty much offered him an identical contract to what the Dodgers gave him, but he rejected it. I never thought Mookie Betts wanted to be here. Sandra Bogarts wants to be here. And I just, I think if anything, if he does end up leaving, it's after the season. I don't think he gets traded at the deadline. 
Um, I, I also, I don't think that he's as big of a trade chip as people may think. He's, he's good, but he's, he's had sort of a down year power wise. And, you know, with, with his age and with what he's going to want out of a contract, I think that there are a lot of teams that are saying, you know, what, we're, we're good. You know, if, if the Red Sox are going to make any big trades, teams are going to call about Devers first. They're not going to call about Bogarts. So I just, I don't think that's in the cards. Again, I think that he wants to be here. And I think if anything, if he does leave, it'll be in the off season. It's not going to be via a trade in the next couple of weeks. So I'm calling the cops on that one. The cops are coming. I also feel like Xander will not waive his trade rights. Um, again, I'm going to echo the same things. I hate to, you know, say, oh, yeah, same thing again. But I don't foresee him wanting to play for another team outside of Boston. What that looks like in the offseason, I don't think that he's driven up the price too much this season so far, Xander. So I am kind of curious to see what, the Red Sox would do if they get to the, you know, end of the year and, you know, free agency hits and everything. And they try and work something out with, uh, with Bogarts. I want to, I want to remain hopeful. Sometimes there's too much negativity in this world with stuff. I want to remain hopeful that Bogarts will be here um, and they'll figure something out with it. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I look at him as the de facto captain of this team right now. And I know after these last three games that they've had, you know, you might want to say, well, if, if he was, you know, the captain, maybe they would have played better or something like that. But he's, he's your heart and soul guy. I mean, this is a guy that's been here since 2012, 20, no, 2013 when he came up. He knows this organization in and out. I, I, I just don't see him wanting to go to another team, especially right now to be, to, you know, to trade and go to another organization. So, yep, call the cops. I so Jason already mentioned that it's been a, a a down year in power. I don't think it's been a, a slight down year in power. It's been a major down year in power. He's got seven bombs this year. He's not the only one in Boston that's struggling. I oddly enough do think this is totally legit. And there are a couple things about this. He is signed unless he opts out of twenty twenty two to play through 2025 at $20 million a year. Xander Bogarts thinks he's worth $35 million. There may be a team out there that thinks he's going to be worth that. I think he's going to opt out either way. I think because of that opt-out deal in that contract, that's going to be the main proponent as to why he's not going to be worth as much. This might be a three-prospect move if he ends up waiving those rights because as, uh, you know, as, as we mentioned, he's got 10 to 5. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to waive it if he doesn't want to. If there's a contender that says Xander, we'd really like you to join our team as a sh- as the shortstop, as the shortstop, and not say a shortstop, even though your defense is faltering. And then from there, they might be able to tinker, maybe a little short, little third, little second. Who knows to what team? But there are going to be some teams calling Boston about this. We've got another week or so before the deadline hits. I absolutely think this is a possibility. Xander Bogarts if he were to opt out, will get the qualifying offer and still not resign with Boston either way. So why wouldn't you try to get some good prospects by moving him? If there's a contender out there that's willing to make the move to get him, I definitely think there's going to be a move 
a, a move to be made. The home run numbers are down. The batting average uh, is up a little bit. The runs batted in are down. I I don't think we're going to see 13 or 14 home runs this year. I don't think we're going to see 60 RBIs this year out of Xander Bogarts. Uh, the rest of the team isn't getting on base enough for him to drive in anybody. Yes, the on base is there, but you get singles when nobody's on base. It doesn't really help anyone. I have a weird question I'd like to ask both of you. Xander Bogarts has been in the league for 10 years. As it stands at his current pace, if he retires in 10 years and his numbers have stayed about the same for what he's done right now, would you consider Xander Bogarts a Hall of Fame shortstop? Yes or no? This is kind of like a 1B to the 1A question with this 10 to 5 rights. Would you consider Xander Bogarts a Hall of Fame shortstop? I think if he plays another 10 years and puts up similar numbers, yes. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he won't be first ballot. He'll probably he'll probably take him a couple of tries. Um, he he'll be hurt by the fact that he's probably never going to win an MVP. Um, but he's got multiple All Star selections. He's got multiple World Series rings. He's going to have probably over well over two thousand hits. Probably over twenty five hundred. Quite frankly, he won't get to three thousand, but he'll he'll get up there. Um, power numbers may not be. Fantastic, but he'll still have enough in terms of his total resume that, I mean, yeah, he'll get in. Like I said, it won't be first ballot, but he'll get in eventually. Yeah. I look at this as kind of a comparison. I know Dustin Pedroia got hurt and everything, and that ended his you know career and everything like that. But let's say you know Xander goes out tomorrow and he busts his knee and he's done for the for his career. No. I don't think he is in. I don't think he is. I think he's in the hall of very good, but I think he needs a little bit more longevity. I think he needs more years and everything that are there. I was just looking at his stats, you know, and over his 10 years, I see a 291 career batting average. I see he's played in, you know, just about over 1200 games. He's got about 150 home runs and everything. And that right there is great. You know, I'm not taking and discounting that away from him from everything he's bought, everything he's meant to the Red Sox, you know, 2013 and then, of course, 2018. But I say no. I say no. He's not a Hall of Famer right now. Very good. All very good. But no, not right now. I'm with both of you. You know, it's a, it's a great comparison that you, you brought up with Pedroia. Pedroia had more hits, uh, had a better batting average, didn't strike out nearly as much. I personally think that Xander Bogarts in four years, maybe five years, will be irrelevant. He won't be the shortstop anymore. He'll be a second baseman or, or a third baseman or a DH. He's not going to be a shortstop. He's got no speed. Um, it, it's The defense has been waning. I know that Jason and I have talked about this on prior prior shows, and, and Terry also uh, has mentioned it. Um, it's just it's not the right move for the Red Sox to extend him for six years. And I know he wants to get paid and he has every right to get paid as, as a ball player. It's just not something I can see. And I, unfortunately with everything I've seen from him, the numbers kind of going down, the power numbers down. I don't see him as a hall of famer. Um, and the Pedroia comparison is a very accurate one. Uh, moving into number three, totally legit for calling the cops. James Paxson will experience another setback and will not throw a single pitch in 2022. 
totally legit or calling the cops? Jason? I want to say totally legit um, because I'm so down on everything related to the Red Sox right now that that exact scenario would not surprise me in the least. At this point, you know, we're, we're in the middle of doomsday when it comes to the Red Sox season. It would not shock me if I wake up tomorrow morning and I see a tweet from the team saying, James Paxton underwent a blah, blah, blah procedure. And, you know, he has been placed on the 60-day IL. It was just, just another kick in the nuts. It wouldn't shock me at all. But I'm going to call the cops. I think he will pitch. I think that he's already, you know, he's already getting kind of close. I think we'll see him in August at some point. And at the very least, we know that they need him, right? If they're going to have any hope of clinging to that last wild card spot, they need to get him in the rotation. They need to at least get him pitching four or five innings every couple of days just to give them a shot because they have so many guys hurt right now. It's ridiculous. And we can't do any more Brian Bale starts where, you know, or Josh Winkowski's or anything like that. So I think because of the need and I think because of the amount of time left in the season, we will see him pitch. I don't know how much. It may only be a couple of starts. And, you know, if he comes back in late August and the Red Sox are completely out of it, he might just make a few, you know, and, and, that, and that'll be that. I don't know. But I do think he will pitch this year. It's a, this is this is one of those ones that's like a seesaw. It's like which one which one do you want to choose and everything. Interesting enough, I know that James Paxton. I don't know if you guys have heard this is uh, very close friends with Chris Sale, so that scares me right off the bat right there. What scares me about it is knowing how Chris Sale has broken down in pretty much every single asset that he uh, when he gets out in the mound and everything from it. Now, is that irrelevant or anything, or is that relatable? You can take it or leave it. Um, I'm actually going to call the cops on this one. Um, I think that it's highly questionable if you actually do see him come back. And the reason I say that is because if the team is not doing as well as we expected and they're sellers and they're, you know, there's nothing to play for in a way, why would you want to put him back out on the mound and have him risk any kind of injury to impact next season? So um, that's my take with what, what I, what, what I think of Paxton. Now, could I be wrong? Hopefully I am wrong. Hopefully it means that he comes back and he, you know, produces and it helps the Red Sox get to, you know, their next level that they need to get. But that's my take. Jason, I, you know, Terry's mentioned that sometimes when you go third, sometimes some part of your take gets snagged or mentioned. And that was perfectly put. Just because of the way the 2022 season has unfolded, it wouldn't surprise me just because we've, quote, what you say? We've gotten kicked in the nuts. Is that the expression you use? Yeah. So I think he's going to – I think this is uh, – I'm going to call the cops. But I think he'll come back, he'll pitch, and he'll go back on the IL. Or there'll be something, some impingement, or something that causes him to get injured, or God forbid he, like, sneezes and cracks a rib, something stupid. Um, but it's going to happen again. I wanted to share, I mentioned this on the last episode, the Red Sox payroll this year was 206 million. We are currently paying a quarter of our, a quarter of a million to five players. 9.139 is going to Jackie Bradley. 
8.125 is going to Matt Barnes. 7.624 is going to Enrique Kike Hernandez. 7 million going to Waka. 5 million going to Hill. And then, of course, we got 16 going to David Price. That is all money right now going to players that aren't playing right now. So your 206 is down to 150 million. I'm not really as upset if we have 150 million and we're doing this bad. I'm upset because we could do more. But the fact that we're over 200 million and we're still getting smoked is sad. But back to Paxton, to go back to that for a moment, we're paying him $6 million. Still haven't seen anything. I really hope that he gives us a masterful, uh, a masterful performance because he's always been one of those guys that you just you're hoping he does incredibly well because he has all the right pieces. And I remember him when he joined Major League Baseball. I I drafted him every year because I was like, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year, and I have been slapped every single time. I have drafted Paxton. He just can't stay healthy. It's like the theme of the Boston Red Sox. So, um, Jason, I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to add. I know, Nick, you mentioned that was good for your take. No, the only thing I'll add is that don't forget that uh, James Paxton, he he has to pitch this year because he's got a club option for $13 million coming up uh, for next year. So, I'm sure that he wants to get on the mound and make that $13 million. That is a is 13, million? 13 according to Spotrack. Yeah. It's a club option for 13. So club option. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, real quick. We're going to kind of free, freestyle here in general after that right there. Holy crap. Yeah. So 20. All right. So I, I'm looking online real quick. So it says Paxton's making 6 million this year. Uh, this is on MLB cots. Uh, 23 is going to be a 4 million player option or 23 and 24 club options to be exercised or declined simultaneously at 13 million per year. That is terrifying for a guy who most certainly doesn't seem like he's going to be making any of his award bonuses for 12, 14, 16, or 18 starts. We may be lucky to get five, maybe four, if he doesn't get back on the IL. Uh, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that one. Uh, next, on totally legit or calling the cops. <laughs> this one hurts. Outside of Rafael Devers, no other member of the Boston Red Sox will hit either 22 home runs or more or have 100 RBIs. Is that totally legit? Or are you calling the cops? Oh, man. Um, I got to think about that one. Okay, I will call the cops because I think Trevor Story will hit more than 22. He's got 14 at the moment, I believe. He's got 14 homers. So assuming, again, assuming he comes back off the IL, which, like I said earlier, wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he trips falling or, you know, trips going up the stairs and breaks his other wrist, you know, his first day back from the IL and that's it, right? The way this season's going. But he's... He can at least he can at least hit power, right? Trevor Story has a lot of shortcomings, but he runs into him. So I will call the cops because I think Trevor Story will hit more than twenty-two homers. In terms of the hundred RBIs, I I don't think anyone's 
going to reach that except for Devers, like you said. So only because of Trevor's story will I call the cops, but that's pretty much it. Totally legit. Totally legit on this one. And the reason I'm saying it, again, on to your point, Jason, with Trevor's story, I just don't see if this team's not in contention in the next week. They're not going to rush him back. They're just not. Looking at Trevor Story's stats right now, he is sitting at, looks like he has 15 home runs, 58 RBIs right now. So there's no way anybody else is going to touch Devers with hitting 100 RBIs or more on the team. Not JD, not Bogarts, nothing like that. Um, I don't see, I don't even, even if Story comes back, say, you know, mid-August, I don't see him putting up another seven home runs um, to to get to that 22 level. So uh, totally legit on that one for me. So Trevor's story yesterday, uh, it was announced that uh, the Red Sox manager had stated and told reporters that on Friday, just a couple days ago, Trevor's story with his hand has yet to resume swinging a bat. And he's eligible to come off of the IL on Sunday. Hand injuries can be a little finicky. And for somebody who hasn't been 100% right now, you need seven more home runs in two months. I don't think we're going to see Trevor Story back in July. I think we're going to see him probably in two weeks uh, when he's fully healed because when he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a little rehab stint for a couple of games. And that's assuming we don't have any, any more injuries because a contusion can be a little fun. Uh, as far as contusion injuries, it's, um, it's a region. I had to Google it, a region of injured tissue or skin, which blood capillaries have been ruptured and bruised. God forbid something else happens to this kid. I really, really want to say it's totally legit that we're going to see 22 home runs or more from Trevor Story. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he only ends up hitting 20, maybe 21. For for the sake of this question, though, I am going to say totally legit because as sad as it is, we just need one thing to go right for Boston. We've had way too much go the wrong direction. It'd be really nice to see like Heim Bloom's big, big move before the 22 season payoff because it's been a really sad and somber last couple weeks and really month and a half. Um, and if there's nothing else that either one of you gentlemen want to add, we'll go to our fifth and final. All right. So wrapping it up tonight with totally legit or calling the cops, Jason, the Yankees will get eliminated in the ALDS. Is that totally legit or are you calling the cops? I'm calling the cops. Um, The Yankees are too good this year. And I think that, it's one of the few times that I have to just sort of tip my cap to Brian Cashman and to the job that he's done with, with the Yankees this year. Um, unlike you, he went out and got a first baseman that has helped him tremendously. Um, unlike you, <clears throat> he has put together a fantastic bullpen 
um, which I know they lost one of their guys recently. Michael King um, just went on the IL. But other than that, they've been phenomenal. He's going to fix his right field issue, unlike you. Um, they're not going to let Joey Gallo get too many more at-bats out there. So we know that Cashman's going to be aggressive at the deadline. He's going to add. I just think the Yankees are kind of a wagon right now. Um, now, that said, they are a little choky. I know Yankee fans don't want to hear that, but they've been a little choky this last decade because they've had a lot of great teams, and then they seem to, seem to always run into Houston and get eliminated by them. But I will say I'm calling the cops. I don't think they'll get eliminated in the ALDS. Could I see them getting eliminated in the ALCS by Houston again? Absolutely, yeah. Because I think Houston is New York's daddy. And I think if they run into the Astros again, it could be a bad time. Um, I could even see them getting to the World Series and then losing to like the Mets or losing to the Dodgers, which would be hilarious if they lost to the Mets. Part of me is really hoping for that. But as for the sake of the question, I'm calling the cops. I don't think they're getting eliminated in the ALDS. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get eliminated in the ALDS either. Um, this team has really proven it, and it's really painful to say this as a Red Sox fan, that the Yankees are way better than you, way better. They're getting production from, you know, and, and health for the most part. You know, you've got Aaron Judge has been pretty pretty healthy for most of the season. Um, even Stanton coming back and doing the numbers that he's put up. You know, his average kind of stinks. But he's got the power. He's got the RBIs. Um, the Anthony Rizzo move still bothers me. I got to tell you guys, it still bothers me. You know, way back when that deadline happened and you just absolutely punted and screwed up and didn't get him. I know Schwarber was the great, you know, signing there. But look what that got you. That got you nothing at the end. You know, how much would this team love an Anthony Rizzo right now? So I've always been a fan of his when he was with the Cubs. It's painful to you know, see him put up these great numbers with that short porch and right with the Yankees, but it's really painful with seeing how good New York is and you just absolutely suck. <laughs> so I think that this team, much like what you said, Jason, if Houston uh, comes about, I still have more faith in Houston against New York. So until it's proven wrong, um, I'm going to say Houston is my pick to go to uh, the World Series at this point. Uh, could be against the Dodgers, Mets, or something like that. So, um, yeah, I do think New York makes it out of the ALDS, but it's a matter of what they can do in the championship series if they get there. So my heart says this would be so poetic to see the Yankees get knocked out in the ALDS. Now, back in the day, it was three divisions, one wild card, and you have a bunch of teams gunning for it. Top top team in the top division would face the wild card unless the two teams were matching then it would be the second best uh division versus the wild card and then one three then they do the uh kind of re uh format and whatnot i i don't know how much i love this three wild card call um we had not one not two but three opportunities to say the yankees are going to make the wild card not one host had the Yankees winning the AL East. Jason, Terry, and I all picked the Blue Jays. Both Job and Andrew also picked the Blue Jays. It was the one division where we swept 
Everyone said the same team. We thought that Toronto was going to run away. AL wildcard teams, no one said the Yankees. So we missed them three times. That is why I'm going to say calling the cops because this is a team that is currently leading the league with average uh, as far as win percentage and everything else is concerned. They have a plus 200 run differential. In Major League Baseball, there are no teams that have scored more runs than the New York Yankees. The second best team is 33 runs behind. And that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Runs allowed, the Dodgers are first, the Yankees are second by 14. I think that says it all. Dodgers are second with a plus 181 run differential. Next best team, Houston Astros at 109. There are two teams that are running the roost, and there are a whole bunch of other pretenders. I, I don't know if it's going to be possible for the Yankees to even try to lose the ALDS. They have way too much firepower going for them. Aaron Judge is having an historic year. Would not surprise me to see Aaron Judge crack more than his, I believe, 52 career home runs that he had in his rookie campaign with the Yankees. Garrett Cole's on fire. Even with Michael King going down, that bullpen is still scary. And I think a role as Chapman will come back. I don't think we're going to be seeing this kind of bum Chapman that we've been seeing the past couple weeks. It's been ugly, but he'll fix himself. And uh, good God. I mean, if one thing were to go wrong for the Yankees, that still wouldn't be enough to derail that train. They've got a backup plan and a plan C. And we're on like plan G right now. And we're still struggling. The Yankees still seem to make it work. They're, they're playing almost 700 baseball. They're incredible. Uh, anything else that you gents want to add? No, that was just far too much positive Yankee talk for 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 my liking. But my like I said, really uh, happy with me right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Yankee uh, fan. You know, you got to tip your cap sometimes. Merry Christmas, Uncle Steve. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, well, uh, Nick, I do want to thank you for joining us. I appreciate you stepping yeah. in for a couple of shows, Jason. Always a pleasure. And to all of our dedicated listeners and fans. Wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we thank you. We appreciate you, and we look forward to interacting with you. Um, and we will see you real, real soon. Everyone have a great night. Take care.